Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to hour two of this Friday Eve edition of the Night Andrea K Show. Grateful to have you guys along for the ride. If you miss any part of tonight's show, don't forget you can listen to the podcast and download it wherever you get your podcast. Email me at andreakshow.com. Got a couple emails uh, to share with you guys towards the end of the show. So definitely email me, andreakshow.com. Our 24-hour hotline is 844-814-5227. I know y'all are busy. I know there's so much heads are on swivels between the speaker, what's going on with the speaker situation, the Arab insurrectionist, pro-Hamas terrorist insurrection that took place at the Capitol yesterday, led by uh, Congresswoman terror sympathizer Rashida Tlaib. We've got the Israel war and the ground game about to happen over there. So much to be focused on that I'm not even sure if y'all saw the latest happening out of the commander in chief and what he did to the U.S. military. Before we get into that and our special guest tonight, got to remind you guys who my partner in crime is every night of the week now. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. You got it, dude. Sesame Broccolini. Mm, yummy. <laughs> Joe Biden just keeps breaking records that should not be broken. Yeah, absolutely. He's on a plane coming back from Israel after he gets snubbed. No reason for him as the commander in chief to be going over over there in the first place, by the way. He's supposedly going to have some kind of arid sum, Arab summit. And yet little short bus, Prince short bus out of Jordan says, no, thank you. Right. Mm. On his way back, <laughs> when he's asked about the misfired rocket, that was blamed on Israel and Israel was accused of killing 500 people in a Gaza hospital. Come to find out it was a Hamas misfired rocket into a hospital parking lot. What did Bozo and chief have to say? Well, you know what? They need to aim better. Oh, Oh, okay. Good advice to the terrorist. I guess Joe Biden wants to make sure that, you know, Hamas aims right and kills even more Jews. Was that the point? And what was the point? Today, as we saw, Sam Shoemate tweeted out, the White House media team shared this picture last night. In parentheses, I added the black boxes without blurring or censoring the faces of the Delta Force. So in other words, the White House media team shared this picture last night without blurring or censoring the faces of the Delta Force uh, operators' faces. They deleted it an hour later after hundreds of thousands had already viewed it. This is the Delta Force team. The entire, all of our special forces, whether they're Delta Force, whether they're Green Berets, whether they're SEAL team, these are our elitist. These are the ones that are supposed to be the, our most secretive operatives, although, although the U.S. government shouldn't really be putting the faces of any of our military out there on billboards. This, what Sam Shoemate uh, was saying here in parentheses was he added the black boxes, Jesse Jane Duff. It, it, this is such a level of incompetence. You have to almost think it was intentional. Your thoughts? It's tragic because despite the fact that they posted the photos and their faces, several of the members' faces were showing, there should be no information being leaked out of the White House as to the fact special operations in Israel. Now yeah. Hamas is prepared 
therefore will be getting prepared for some type of erratic activity that will include Americans, American special forces. And that cannot meet that that in no way is smart for our military advantage that we would have of the element of surprise or an element for attack. So the mere fact that they posted that Joe Biden was meeting with them a horrible, horrible, horrible leak. And then their photos, which compromises all of them so that they, their families could be potentially at risk because particularly these days with photos, it doesn't take long to identify people, particularly um, if you're able to get access to their facial features. But, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, this was just an error on so many levels. I don't think that it's deliberate. I think it just goes back to incompetence that you have uh, the JV team, so to speak, as uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin tried to call ISIS once to President Obama. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's the JV team that's running that White House because the commander in chief is not in charge. We clearly know that. So whoever is making these decisions is doing it really probably from a level of immaturity when it comes to what is a responsible person supposed to do from a White, White House communications level and they're not accountable because they're nameless whoever they are they're nameless they're never going to admit who or what is making these bad decisions Uh, but the one that really really galls me is when i saw his interview several of them when he was over in israel there was one presentation he did i saw newsmax but he did actually well his medication must have kicked in and the one (laughs) prior to that though was where he was rambling again the incoherent Mm. thoughts oh well this is going to take too long to explain it's like but you didn't explain anything and the mumbling that he does that in itself just makes it look like why are you over there you're making it worse and you look ridiculous the second one that he did was when he made what he thought was a tongue-in-cheek comment i don't think that he sincerely meant that they should have aimed better i think he thinks that he was trying to be funny yeah and it was a very poor very poor taste i do try to be fair i know a lot of our our conservatives don't want to be fair about anything but i will be fair in the respect that he thinks he's going to make a funny remark about well they should have aimed better um but it's in such poor taste it goes to show you that he's not treating this with the level of severity that it should be they already are authorizing there to be humanitarian aid going into gaza they're authorizing all of this assistance to go into gaza how much money did U.S. taxpayers already put into Gaza that was COVID relief money or other excessive funds that we know darn well now went to probably yep. getting into the handlers of Hamas that was utilizing these opportunities to uh, attack Israel? American mm-hmm. dollars tend to find their way into terrorist hands every single time, not to mention the $6 billion that was released just the right. weeks before on 9-11, September 11th, that he gave to Iran. I mean, the debacle after debacle after debacle Mm -hmm. by this administration, I dare to say that it's almost as if he wants to become the commander in chief of a World War Three, because in somebody's demented mind, every president during wartime gets reelected. But this Mm -hmm. is going to be a full, full, full swing slap at him because everyone also knows that Donald J. Trump will end these crises and will demand that we are held accountable without just spending money frivolously throughout the world to enable more warfare and more death. 
You're right. And, and you know what? I didn't give you a proper introduction because I consider JJD a friend. I didn't do a proper introduction, she, but you recognize her voice. And you, of course, know who Jesse Jane Duff is. She's former gunnery sergeant Jesse Jane Duff, worked on the Trump campaign, veterans for Trump, uh, been on my show a million times. You see her on Newsmax all the time. And she's also been on many other media outlets. Um, uh, there's so much that you shared there. I think in some ways Joe Biden meant it when he said they should aim better because he's trying trying to sound like he cares about the innocence involved. One of the things that he said when he was with Benjamin Netanyahu was in regards to the hospital was he said that was the other team. And to me, that revealed something of that, that this administration actually sees that, that they, they don't see a difference. They see this as an equal war, that there is equality here in terms and a moral equivalency going on. And, Um, you know, and that's and that's part of why he said what he said is that, you know, there these guys are shooting rockets back and forth at each other. And he's over there telling Benjamin Netanyahu to deescalate in order to avoid a humanitarian because they don't understand and don't appreciate and don't respect and don't care that Israel is the victims here, that that is their land. There's never been a country called Palestine. There's no such thing as Palestinians, the palace, you know, in terms of a nation state, the Palestinians train their children to kill Jews. They put suicide bombing vests on their, on their uh, kids. And we are funding this terrorist movement and they don't care on top of the fact that I wouldn't put it past. I'm not, and I appreciate you being fair. I'll be fair enough to the Biden administration and say, I don't believe the department of defense intentionally outed the U.S. members of the military. But I believe that there are people within the ranks that actually would. We had somebody from the State Department today who resigned because we were going to give support to Israel. We have have and had yesterday a sitting congresswoman outside of the Capitol inciting violence against Jews and against the president of the United States as she repeated a lie that Israel intentionally bombed a hospital killing babies and 500 people. She she is fomenting violence, and she actually threatened Joe Biden. There are people within this administration that want targets on the backs of our military. Keep in mind, when I say fair, it's only with rhetoric. I will say because Joe Biden has been known to be so sloppy with his communication for decades. I mean, this is a man that said you couldn't go into a 7-Eleven without hearing what a Indian (laughs) accent. I mean, he just or, you know, the desegregation of schools, it will be a jungle. He's disgusting in his rhetoric and he thinks sometimes that he's basically his prejudice comes out with his ill, ill, his inability to control his words. And now that we all know that there is a cognitive decline there, it's only getting worse worse because this man has been unfiltered in the respect that what he thinks would be funny has been offensive for decades and what he thinks would be unoffensive has been actually a brutal demonstration of his prejudice his racism his discriminatory mindset that he's always had and now he's trying to straddle a fence like you said i do agree that they're looking at this as two parties that just disagree when meanwhile if 50 
1,500 Americans have been fired upon on our homeland and killed and murdered. And we had well over how many, how many do they think up to 200 have been taken hostage? There would be absolute uproar by the entire world. But yet Mm -hmm. somehow that has been forgotten by the left and Rashid Tlaib definitely needs to be uh, silenced in Congress. I forgot the exact word for that, but they should not allow her a platform further. She's a sitting, she's, uh, she is basically enabling the enemy and she is uh, reacting as a terrorist would react, but using her platform as a Congresswoman is absolutely disgusting. And the threat she made against Joe Biden, I don't stand for threats against any president, let alone by a sitting Congressperson, because we all have to stand against that type of language. And here we have the invasion of the Capitol. Uh, Meanwhile, people who were so offended over J6, they're not uttering a word over these Hamas supporters going into the Capitol and actually getting closer Mm -hmm. to congressional members ever than the J6 people did. Yep. Oh, absolutely. They interrupted a, a, a Senate committee hearing. Absolutely, they did. And yeah, they arrested a few hundred yesterday, Jesse Jane Duff. But how many of them are going to be thrown in jail, denied bail and sit in a concrete prison with a toilet for a bucket for two years? I gathered gathered it is mandatory from uh, Greg Price posted on Twitter that he's got from reliable sources that it's going to be a minimum of a year in jail, D.C. jail, because that's a federal property, federal crime. I think J6 did set that precedence. It will be it will not be like the BLM people who are getting out of jail in Minneapolis and all of these other states with state capitals. I dare to say that it will be interesting to see, and we have yet to wait and see, but the the book was thrown so hard at those January 6th protesters that I dare to say these Hamas people better be held to the same exact standard. I mean, otherwise, we're looking at a blatant hypocrisy across the board, and nobody can tell us otherwise. Jesse Jane Duff, this is why I love you so much. Gunnery Sergeant. Follow her on X at Jesse Jane Duff. Thank you, my dear. Talk to you soon. All right, all 102 pounds of you. Oh my God, I got. <laughs> I, I could have you as a yeah. Standing next to you, I'd look like I had you for lunch. I'm twice your size. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody, take the hill. We got a long wake. All right, we do. All right, and you guys, stay tuned. We got another two or three segments left on the show, so don't you go anywhere. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I'm already laughing. I just needed, I told DJ Sesame Broccolini during the break, I got I to gotta take a little break for a few minutes on politics uh, and share with you guys a couple stories that just really made me giggle today. And I'm hoping Sesame Broccolini hasn't heard this story yet. Um, because it just cracked me up. Okay, so this is out of Alicante, Spain, okay? A 50-year-old man from Lithuania was arrested because he was faking heart attacks at several restaurants to avoid <laughs> to avoid paying the bill. <laughs> um, he was... At- have you heard the story? No, I haven't yet. Thank you for this. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. He had become local. He had become known locally as the gastrojeta. Okay, now I don't speak Spanish, but the la- the name alone is hilarious to me. Gastrojeta. Maybe somebody can translate that for me. Gastro means stomach. Heta. I don't know if that means stomach cheater, stomach stealer. 
Uh, Hefe means like boss. I don't know what gastroheta means, um, but I love this so much. He's tried this scam 20 times over the past year at a bunch of different restaurants. It finally came to a head because he had gone into this one place and dude wasn't going in and just like to McDonald's, like getting some little, you know, kids meal. Okay. He went in, the last place he went into was the El Buen Comer restaurant. Still cheap over there compared to here. He got him a couple of whiskeys and some paella. Let me tell you, this would be a couple hundred bones over here in the States. The bill was only about $37 U.S. He tried to leave without paying and the restaurant stopped him. And he's like, "Okay, well, uh, I got to go back to my hotel to get the money. But then he threw himself on the ground and tried to fake (laughs) fake a heart attack. You guys can see if you go to. Fox9.com. You guys can see a picture of him. His acting apparently was so bad, Sesame Broccolini, that they called the cops instead of an ambulance. (laughs) 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 I mean, do they not have acting classes over in Spain? I mean, that's where Antonio Banderas came from. I mean, that's where... Uh, who's the actress that was in um, Penelope Cruz came from there as well. I mean, I know there's decent actors over there. This this dude needed to take a class. So um, he's from Lithuania. So anyway, um, they called the police. And I mean, his acting evidently was good enough that he had gotten away with it before. So I just thought this was absolutely hilarious. Um, but on a serious tip, Sesame Broccoli. Wait, well, well, but when, what happens the first time? Like it, it works. So then they call an ambulance for you and, and you tell them prank. Like what, what, I, what happens? I don't know. I, you know, they don't really give that. That's a good question. See, that's like how, how do you pull this off? Like this is only a one kind of trick thing. This is the kind of circus routine where it's like you do your one trick and then you leave town. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because this dude evidently, I don't really see some background here because you're right. It's like, did he get away with it 20 times? He tried it 20 times. If he got away with it 20 times, then how many times was he taken to an ambulance, you know, to a hospital? So you're right. Now that I think about it, there's something missing here. Maybe there wasn't a and hospital if he got arrested the first time. Like Spanish healthcare? I don't, maybe their socialized healthcare system wasn't like ready in time? I don't, I don't know. know. Hmm. Just some interesting yeah, questions. I don't know. This is, a, but it's this is I know. bold. I it's a, a bold play to to fake a heart attack. I have to say, of all the exactly. things, it's like not not like stomach issues or irritable bowel. Like you're going full hog with with a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got to commit to that bit. Yeah, well, yeah, not well. Not only that, but you know, you'd be better if you could pull off some irritable bowel, like running out, because it's like faking a heart attack. What's going to happen is you're right. You're going to be put in an ambulance. I don't know about over there, but it's going to cost you some dough here. Then you got. I get. You're right. It's got to be a socialist system to where you don't have a bill for the fake hospital. But who wants to go? I'd rather pay a bill than go sit in a hospital for eight hours as they monitor my heart. So I don't know. I don't think he thought it through really very well. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, but back to the drawing board for this for this Lithuanian. Yeah. Man. Yeah. By the way, I, you know, I think we should do this. We should mention the story as a public service announcement. I know times are tough right now in San Diego. We don't recommend this. OK, because you're likely to get a bill. OK, if they either they're not going to believe you and you're going to re- get arrested or beat up or um, they're going to believe you and you're going to get a fat bill. OK, so there's that. All right. Um, let's see what. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I should even talk about this one. You have okay. to. Know. You have to know. It's on the table. 
Okay, let me see where this was from today when I saw this story. Oh, okay. A 55-year-old Arkansas man, his car was rocking. He was discovered in a rocking car, allegedly having relations with a stuffed animal. (laughs) (laughs) If the car is a rockin', don't come a knockin'. Is that? (laughs) I just feel so bad for whoever had to walk up on that. (laughs) (laughs) A deputy with the Baxter County Sheriff's Office arrived at Midway Store and Lock, a commercial storage facility, to investigate the swaying vehicle. He stated he observed that the vehicle was, quote, rocking an arrest David arrest affidavit stated. You should see the picture of this dude. 55 years old. Theodore, can you imagine his family today? Because this is like all over. This is in the New York Post. I mean, how do you explain this? I mean, you know, you, you, you this is like DUI time. Well, unless you <laughs> kill somebody. But I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you, well, he's the How third. do you look anybody in the eye with a straight face ever again? That, like, that's... <sighs> And it's like, look, yeah, maybe maybe he was just having a rough day. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there's not a lot going on well, in Arkansas. No, the, I don't the know. Stuffed animal, no, the stuffed animal was having the rough day. My <laughs> dude. Okay. Theodore Morgaven, Morgaven or whatever, the third, okay, was this like in a Rolls Royce? I mean, this dude is a third. Having sex with a stuffed animal. The sheriff's office did not give any detail about what kind of animal it was. Come on. Oh, come on, man. If you're going to report this, don't we have to know? Do we not have a right to know as a public? Is this an octopus, an alligator? What are we talking about? <laughs> People have a right to know what stuffed animals in their home they need to be hiding. Okay. Doesn't the public have a right to know? The deputy then found a purse containing two marijuana pipes and one syringe during a search of the car. While another deputy later found about three grams of meth in the purse. Um, oh, it, uh, while searching. Well, here is a picture of a bunny, but I don't know if this is what it actually was because this bunny looks pretty unscathed. And I would imagine that the bunny would look rough. Uh, the judge said Morgan Vans or whatever it is, bond at $5,000 and you do back in court. I really hope that that, that court hearing is, is public because, I, I mean, I've got to see the giggles going on in the courtroom as this dude is brought up and, and has. To, I mean, can you imagine being the judge on this case? I mean, I, mean, I know they hear a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, but even this, it's like, and again, I feel bad for that public defender. It's like, you got to represent every client to the best of your ability. But how do you, how do you spin this in a, in a court of law? You know, it's, it's like what you do is make a deal with the prosecutor if you can or with the state or with the city long before this thing ever goes before a jury. Cause if a jury sees this, I mean, it's a (laughs) case wide open and shut. They're deliberating same day. Oh, I can imagine the arraignment. So, Mr. Morgavan, you've been charged with, um, uh, defiling a stuffed animal and how you know uh and doing depraved things to a stuffed animal how do you plead not guilty or guilty i mean how, what do you do you know i mean you you got you got to do a plea deal you got to say your you know tell your tell your public defender listen just put me away you know oh my gosh can you imagine i what i don't know is is he married does he have does he have children can you imagine how about his neighbors or your friends like you're living next to that guy How's, yeah. how's that <laughs> shop at the same grocery store you touch the same things like hell try that on for size 
Here's another here's another uplifting story today. Uh, Victoria's Secret sales tanked after hiring the ugly, unattractive, repulsive soccer player Megan Rapinoe as brand ambassador. Okay, how? Yeah, how do you? I mean, of course they tanks. Okay, I mean it's like this is worse than Bud Light because I grew up with. Did we not? I mean. You had to have, I don't know if they even do the the Victoria's Secret catalogs anymore uh, or the fashion shows. But, I mean, we're talking about, you know, um, Stephanie Seymour. We're talking about Heidi Klum. We're talking about some of the the most sexy, beautiful, glamazon, amazing, physical, feminine, you know, specimens ever in the history get to be, got to be in the Victoria's Secret um, catalog and walk that runway. There is a very specific Victoria's Secret model look, right? And they decide to go to some David Spade lookalike. Do you even know who David Spade is? Oh, sure. Are you kidding? Love David Spade. Tommy Boy is a great, and his days on SNL. Are you kidding me? I can talk David Spade. <laughs> I mean, so, uh, and, the, and the thing about Victoria's Secret was, is that it was so aspirational to women, believe it or not. I mean, there's this, there's this phony narrative that women have to see women in lingerie who quote, look like them. No, we don't. Yep. I don't, I, you know, I, I, I can, I don't want to see lingerie ads of a woman with a, with a, a fat hiney in her gut hanging out. I don't want to see that. I want to see beautiful women modeling lingerie and, and, and actually the aspirational aspect of it really created a tremendous brand loyalty for them, regardless of the fact that their lingerie was really not the, the, the best fitting and really not the best quality. Right. But it was because you, you know, it, it, it was all about the aspirational part of the branding. And so they ruined it. And so they've now they've decided to pull back. From their woke campaigns featuring obese models, transgenders, and anti-American gay soccer star Megan Rapinoe after sales plummeted. Maybe they're going to go back to the uh, Kendall Jenners, right? Because that's what made the brand, and that's what both men and women want to see. All right? All right. Enough shenanigans. We've had our fun. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get serious again. And we want to hear from you. AndreaKshow.com. AndreaKshow.com. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Glad to have you guys with me along for the ride on this Friday eve. Hopefully you've got some fun plans already in the works for this coming weekend because in the middle of all this stuff, you know, we had some fun in this last segment uh Sesame Broccolini and I did. Um we got we got to make some time for laughs. You got to make time to have some fun get out there and dine, enjoy some good meals. We don't recommend faking a heart attack in order to get away with it for free. There's lots of things you can do for free in beautiful San Diego to enjoy this weekend. So hopefully you've got some fun plans. Um, all right. So speaking of fun, I'm always missing. Do you, who knows the song? Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? Well, one of the things I've been warning people about in New Orleans for many years is the crime factor. And it's only gotten worse, actually, since my days down there. And um, you actually reminded me of a story, Sesame Broccolini, from by way of New Orleans that happened down there. What was that? 
Yeah, uh, I don't. This is <laughs> one of the most interesting things you can see. Talk about ironic. Look, the the Soros backed district attorney who campaigned on social restorative justice and dismantling our system of law and order was carjacked at gunpoint in his own city in front of his own mother. Nobody was hurt, <laughs> but apparently these guys took his stuff. Took the he took his cash, his wallet, his his identification stuff, his phone, got in his car, drove for about thirty minutes, then did another carjacking, and uh, I presume that that just went on for a few days until they got tired, and then you know they sleep and then continue the next day because that's what happens in New Orleans, I guess. It's it's the I didn't know this. It's the murder capital of the United States of America now, allegedly. Mm-hmm. How how does that make you feel? I mean, honestly, like how, how did this happen? Well, actually, New Orleans has typically been the murder capital uh, for many years because Louisiana has been run by Democrats. And um, when Barbara Bush said after Katrina that it might have been a good thing that Katrina happened to the citizens of the low cost housing projects, she was actually right on. And the left didn't want you to know that because um, it was communism at play. We've already seen communism take place in the United States of America, and it was on display in New Orleans, right, where they took African-Americans from the plantations and put them in another form of plantations. It was the low cost housing projects around New Orleans, and it was a breeding ground for. Um, murders, for assaults. It was so dangerous in New Orleans when I was living down there that every family I knew had been a victim at some point of some type of violent crime. Are you serious? Yes. In fact, my mother, who worked at the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Orleans, was always telling me of the latest uh, crime thing going on, the latest crime tactic. For example, she was like, "Okay, if you go through, they didn't do a lot of carjacking back then because that's back when uh, they would actually prosecute people. Now we got all this no bail. We've got DAs, you know, the Soros DAs not wanting to prosecute anybody. Back then you could be prosecuted. So what would happen is some of the some of the crime tactics were um uh i uh, uh, they would throw a brick in in your side window if you were to drive through restaurant and steal your purse so really? i would yeah so i would drive with my purse on the floor behind my passenger seat and i would have my wallet under my skirt so if it, and i tried to avoid sitting in a drive through restaurant um we had family members in the police department uh frank and little frank and um they said don't ever sit at a red light in new orleans if you can get through the intersection go through because you don't want to be sitting at a stop in new orleans another thing that happened was mama called me and she's like she's the one who told me um that they were throwing bricks through so hide my wallet another thing she was like if you get bumped in the rear keep driving because they're bumping young women in the back of the car. The young woman gets out to look at the damage and then she gets, you know, raped and murdered. Happened to me one night, not far from where this guy was carjacked. I was in the lower um, garden district. I think I'd been to 4141 that night and um, I got bumped from the rear and I stopped for a second and I remember what mama said and I looked in my rear view mirror and I saw him running towards me and I just took off. So New Orleans has always been because of the Democrat policies, because when you subjugate people, when you give them no hope, when you destroy the family down there, when you've got the welfare state keeping people down, the education is terrible down there. They're continued. Everything that you're seeing, the assault on the black family and the crime wave that's happening across the country was what went on in New Orleans. And it wasn't until after Katrina 
where the people started wising up and started voting for Republican governors down there. And so there has been a dramatic turn down there from a political standpoint. And that's why it's so important to see a, a attorney general Landry get elected governor down there. So I'm happy to see this Soros DA get carjacked in the lower garden district with his mom. I'm glad neither one of them was injured, but what I'm hoping is going to happen is kind of like we had the defund the police Congresswoman, I think it was in in Philadelphia who was carjacked and attacked. Suddenly what's the first thing they do is call 911, right? Maybe this crime wave will have people wising up, because it used to be certain pockets in New Orleans that was so bad, but you were sa- now you're not safe anywhere. You can't even sit on the 10 in traffic going home. You're going to get carjacked in New Orleans. And there was a, a story a year ago of this young black gal who shot somebody trying to steal her car with their children in it. And I was on um, the black news channel. Kelly Wright was interviewing me and uh, and and they were still arguing against uh, arguing for gun control when this young black mother is like, I, my children would probably be dead right now if I hadn't been armed and able to defend myself. Wow. Did I, did I lose you Sesame broccoli? No, just processing all of that. Honest. That's, that's it's a lot. It's a lot. And I just, I just can't believe it. And I, I mean, there's gotta be a path forward, but some of those big themes like bringing the family unit back together, re- yes. rebuilding a local economy that works for the average, mm-hmm. you know, so that way people can actually build up strong communities that there's so much of it touches back to just economic depression, tear, you know, the, the nanny state, the welfare state, tearing apart the family unit. Right. Um, and this is all this is all part and parcel for the rules for radicals playbook. So, but. oh, exactly. That's what source instead of having so many accomplished black leaders in New Orleans send the message to the young ones coming up uh, or, or as well as to the political leaders recognizing how did some of these African-American people rise to such leadership positions like uh, the, the, the Morial, Dutch Morial and, and his son, Mark Morial, who ended up going to run the NAACP instead of t- kind of like doing the Ben Carson message and say, look, you know, th- you can accomplish anything you want, get an education and study, and it doesn't have to be at the best school in the city, right? Instead of sending that message to them, it's one of victimhood and entitlement, victimhood and entitlement. And it's just made the problem worse in not just in New Orleans, but now Detroit, Philadelphia, um, New York City and beyond and beyond and beyond. And now it's just extended what, what we experienced and what we saw in New Orleans as a result of the Democrat Party has now just extended everywhere across the country. And so now that that's happened, my hope is that we can actually get some people to wise up and understand. And what Republican A.G. Landry needs to do is get rid of that D.A. Like DeSantis got rid of the Soros-backed D.A. in Florida. That's what needs to happen. We need to start having all these Republican governors start getting rid of and purging out these Soros DAs that are not doing their job in protecting the people. It's just like how many innocent people have to get carjacked, have to get raped, murdered, um, have to have their houses broken into. How many police reports have to be filed? How many taxpayer dollars have to go to investigations until people finally realize enough is enough? Law and order is the cornerstone of any civilized society. And without it, you have anarchy, lawlessness, destruction, death, poverty. That's because there's no honor among thieves or murderers. And these people belong behind bars. Right. And Frank and my my cousins, Frank and little Frank, they were in the police department quit because they weren't able to do their jobs back in the 80s and go after the African-Americans when um, 
oh, Sheriff Lee, I think it was in, um, was it Orleans? Yeah, it was in Orlean, Orleans Parish, started profiling and stopping and frisking people like they did in New York City. He was like, you know, look, we, you know, we have got to protect the, the local people. And, um, you know, we have to bring back some common sense accountability to those committing the crimes across this country. It's absolutely got to happen. We have to start demanding it as citizens, by the way. All right, going to take a break. We come back. Last segment of tonight's Andrea K Show. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Um, a neighbor of mine, I don't know how often, is Alicia Keys. Did you know, Sesame Broccolini, that Alicia Keys bought the Razor House in La Jolla? She did? Yeah, the Razor House in La Jolla is, and I think they featured it on a million dollar listing. I think it sold for between 20 and $25 million. I'm not sure if it's up on Soledad over the ocean or if it's down around the Cove area where the Razor House is. Um, not my style, concrete, very cold. Um, but anyway, yeah, Alicia Keys. So you think about it, this girl from the Bronx, right? Um, incredibly talented. Um, but there's a lot, lots of talented people around the world, right? Uh, lots of talented black people around the world, but only in the United States of America could a poor girl, poor black girl from the Bronx become so successful that she can buy a $25 million house in La Jolla, California. But that's not enough for her, right? She's still got to be steeped in hatred. She posted a photo of herself wearing, this is according to Breitbart, wearing an outfit that was green and white, colors of the Hamas flag, with a caption in which she expressed a desire to pursue paragliding. Hmm. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. She claimed, though, yeah, uh-huh. Here's her, and then, of course, people are like, whoa, girl, okay. We all remember the Black Lives Matter meme that went out, Black Lives Matter, saying this is it, you know, showing the paragliders. Basically, you know, it's one thing to be stupid and not know what's going on over there and accuse Israel of occupation and saying, the Palestinians, we want a two-state solution. But when you're glorifying a terrorist attack, where babies were burned, you're an evil, you're some evil POS. So, of course, she gets backlashed, and then she says this. This is the good part, Sesame Broccolini. The post I shared was bold letters, completely unrelated in any way to the recent devastating loss of innocent lives. My heart has been breaking. I pray for and stand for peace. Who does she think she's fooling? Of course, she doesn't say anything in this about Israel, did she? How dumb does she think we are? Uh, really, really. It's just so condescending and so pandering. And like you're saying, yes. you know what you're doing. And it's just, look, I love that you're a performer and that's great, but it feels a little bit performative. And you kind of see this with celebrities sometimes where it's like, don't merge your outrage and your political whatever with, you know, this, this, it just becomes a part of their persona. And I don't know why it's like, who are you just trying to throw gas on the fire? Literally by supporting, supporting Hamas, like, cause that's what they're going to do. Is they're they're trying to eradicate an entire group of people, and I just well, why even weigh in if you're just going to say something like that? You know why why be nasty? Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, her wife, her husband, 
claim that it was because the Razor House is close to the paragliding school over here at Torrey Pines. Don't give me that. Come on. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How dumb do you think? Really? Okay. Talk to me like I'm five. Get out of here. Um, well, Linda Sarsour, remember Linda Sarsour, who's who's been arguing for years for Sharia, uh, anti-Semite, um, had, you know, she had retweeted, I think, something from her, Alicia Keys had. Uh, yeah, she'd posted a video of Linda Sarsour uh, just days earlier. So, you know, look, I don't buy Alicia Keys's albums or music or any of that business, but now I'm really not going to. So uh, there's that. I, I'm glad that these uh, terrorist sympathizers, evil hearts of darkness, libtards are outing themselves. Right. I, I'm really I'm really glad that they are. And um, I think there should be some consequences for people like this in the form of good old fashioned shunning. I mean, I would never go see I wouldn't go see her in concert anyway, but um, I hope she faces some. I hope the Jewish people wake up to Sesame Broccolini because they you know they've been they've been a solid democrat voting block since world war ii because of fdr and they've got to be looking even jake tapper said recently um that the democrats have a party with a problem with anti-semitism um g master of the obvious it, it, you know it is obvious but for some reason uh you know jewish uh, you know voters still vote largely democrat and i hope they stop I hope they stop. I hope they stop supporting, uh, you know, and it, I started to say, I hope they stop supporting Hollywood. And the interesting thing is, uh, you know, they're the anti-Semites are constantly attacking Jews who supposedly run Hollywood. I'm not aware. I've got family in the industry. I'm not aware of Jews running the entertainment industry. But if they did, you would think folks within the entertainment industry like Alicia Keys would keep their mouth shut. But the hatred is just so deep. It's it's just so deep. It's all consuming. It's like their entire identity. Honestly. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you, Sesame Broccolini, for doing a great job tonight. Thank you to my guest, Tom DeBocaro, Gunnery Sergeant Jesse, Jane Duff. Thank you to the listeners. I didn't I ran out of time to read emails. I get to some of those tomorrow on our Friday show. Download our podcast wherever you get it. Thanks for your prayers and patience for me. I'm gonna be feeling better by tomorrow, no doubt. And I love you all. Peace out.